Welcome to the Beyond IPAs podcast, a show where we discuss and learn about quality craft beer in all of its forms. From our home base in southeastern Massachusetts, we explore all the various styles being brought to us by our local brewers and breweries throughout Massachusetts and all of New England. Sit back, crack a brew, and enjoy. Welcome back. This is part two of our four-part series with Brian Lavery from Widowmaker. In this episode, we're going to talk about the connection with the Mayflower Brewing and the name of the Greenbush beer and location of their tap room, the changes that go on in Braintree, their new system and how they built that thing right underneath their feet and uh, typical COVID pivoting maneuvers that they had to go through like everyone else. So if you haven't listened to part one, I'd say go back and listen to that. Great stuff. And uh, here we go. Let's hear more from Ryan. I think everybody here knows my affection for Mayflower. So this question is, of course, coming from that perspective. But what can I ask you, what, if anything, have you learned from Mayflower being able to hang 10 for so long in a let's 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 just get the elephant out of the room right now. The South Shore is generally or had been a very conservative market stuck in its ways. Um, there were a few. There were a few nodes of light, if you want to look at it metaphorically, where great beer was being sold in in, in on draft, and great beer was being produced in 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 certain isolated breweries. But you know, Mayflower has hung ten for a long time, and they they reinvented themselves at least twice. They invented themselves once and then reinvented themselves at least once more, if not twice more. Do you draw any inspiration from them? Or um, and if if let's go back to what I was just saying, like about my early brewing days was right. consistency, find like finding those beers that worked for me that I enjoyed drinking, and then adjusting them. And and I think when you have a blue comet or you have uh, you know whatever peanut butter style beers, we make a over and over consistency is everything for those beers like if somebody purchases a blue comet it better be blue comet and i think mayflower is huge and like you know every time that mayflower stick pulled and poured that porter like you oh, know you know you're getting and like it's a great beer and uh I, cheap delicious yeah my unique mad it didn't like mayflower was the quintessential Mayflower Porter is like the quintessential South Shore beer to me, really. Yeah. Brand consistency and just even like paying on. I mean, their, their slogan is everybody knows, you know, home America's hometown brewery. Like they use their surroundings for their inspiration, for their branding. And I think, you know, you could definitely say there's some Widowmaker beers that are called, you know, we have City of Presidents, we have almost home, like you know. There's beers like that that obviously pay tribute to the South Shore or where we're from, and that's experience. That's not an original idea. That's you know, and it might not be an original idea to Mayflower, but there's somebody I look look to as you know inspiration when I was starting this, and you know, Greenbush. Greenbush is the line that runs when when I was brewing with my uh, friend Greg to start when we started Widowmaker. He lives. Down Norwell, I live in Weymouth. That was the connection. That was the train connection. So that's where Greenbush came from. Like, you know, why not pull from the South Shore and around here, things that inspire us, things we grew up around. So 
Greenbush, too, the actual line itself, as I'm sure we all know, encountered fierce, entrenched opposition. Like there, a lot of people did not want the Greenbush line to go through, even though a train line had existed there for over a century. The, yeah, the, idea, of res- the idea of resuscitating it. And I think that's a that's a in some sort of highbrow literary way, that's a metaphor for what you and uh, and your and your colleagues are doing. You're you're literally cracking open an area that, let's say, a more if somebody had done a market analysis in 2011, let's say, oh, you know, the market's not looking too good for this kind of beer. You know, we're going to charge, we're going to put fucking $16.79 four packs on the shelf in fucking Bridgewater and fucking Lakeville. I don't think it's going to work. It is. It is working. It is working in the same wise that, that, that folks might have said, like, no way in hell are you connecting commuter rail line from South Station to Situate. No fucking way. No way. And it worked. And it, it did work. For the, those listeners who don't know, I was a beer buyer at Jesse's before I was a beer buyer at Bernier's. And Night Shift, distributing through the person of Steve Squilanti, sales rep extraordinaire, introduced me to, to Ryan Lavery back in May of 2018. And um, we ended up selling 84 two pints. So what, 100 and whatever, 78 or whatever, 68 pints of Widowmaker in a th- in a less than three month period in West Bridgewater from that introduction, and it was a wild ride. I loved it. I love meeting you, Ryan. I love selling your beer. Greenbush and Crowlers, Sens Lives and Crowlers, Donut Shop and Crowlers, fucking Ecstasy of Gold and Crowlers. It was fun, and I'd bring my ladder out. This heavy ass fucking. Uh, it felt like at least 10 pounds, but it was unwieldy 10 pounds. It was much taller than me. Bringing that letter out to the analog sign on Route 106, climbing up with these brick, these like big letters and putting, you know, Widowmaker Crowlers canned, you know, May 18th or like whatever. Let's say it was May 22nd that I was putting them up. They're like fresh, right? Basically saying fresh ass beer you want to try come on inside. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Think yeah. about that. That's only two years ago. And now if you, <laughs> the beer you get like from all over the South shore, you're getting it that week. It's packaged now. Like, yeah. Three days old. You might as well fucking dump hey, bread. <laughs> <laughs> we worked at it, babe. We were, we all worked yeah. at it. We all worked at Brett, it. Qu- yeah. Brett, Brett, question for you. Uh, okay. How many times you fall off? That, how many times you fall off that ladder? Never. Never. Better Never once. How many times do you push? Are you sure? I used to have people beep at me and, uh, you know, like. That was say, the tight jeans. I was going to say that was the Larry Bird shots. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Dude, the 80s is alive in me, son. You know? <laughs> like, it's just motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bring back the positive trace of the 80s. Not the crack and the racism. I don't want that. Anymore, <laughs> at least the, the positive aspects. Yeah, the positive you know, people one. being thinner and fucking eating better. And, uh, you know, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ryan, if you don't mind, talk about your location, your tap room. Because I... As far as location goes, I know it's a busy area with the mall there. However, you're touching a lot of main roads, a lot of main highway, a lot of main routes, whether it's 93, 128, Route 3. And then you go into your tap room, and I'm telling you, it's probably the most – one of the biggest tap rooms that I've been in. 
but you found a way to make when you walk in, you like it's not overwhelming. It's inviting. It seems very kind of like, oh, everyone that's here is smiling and it's a good time. You always see people just kind of talking to each other. I remember one time I, I bellied up to the bar. I was by myself. I was just grabbed a flight. I came. Shocker. I felt like, yeah, shocking, right? I felt like I next the guy next to me was just like we, we were long lost friends like I, it was it was a cool it's a cool environment so just talk a little bit about where you are yeah no i mean like that we've definitely benefited for sure as a, a business and it's helped our growth being at that that brain tree split where you have people no matter where they're going they're driving by there if they're going to the cape they're driving by us if they're going to the city they're driving by us. If they're going south down 95 they're going by us like so that's been super beneficial you know it doesn't hurt to have great neighbors that bring in lots of people like you know i mean we're the closest outside of castle island we're the closest brewery to trillium and i know there's a lot of new breweries on the map but trillium is the number three rated brewery year after year on rate beer and uh they make great beer and they, they bring a lot of beer people near my brewery and that's i, I couldn't be happier to and you know and then kind of sandwiched in between what vitamin c is doing in weymouth uh, and then, you know, you got the South Shore guys we've already talked about that are bringing people in too. So like we've been sort of kind of on that track, wherever somebody's going, they're probably driving by us and it's been beneficial. And, you know, I was actually talking about this yesterday. Like, I can't tell you how much in this last like six week period where we have people who couldn't go to the breweries that they're supposed to go to because of this shutdown and they're being forced to drink Widowmaker and they're realizing that it's pretty killer. And, you know, maybe they don't have to drive all that distance to, to get that, you know, whatever they're looking for. So, you know, tap room uh, right now, it's a, a huge storage space for uh, next week's canning runs. But uh, yeah, you know, you're right, Brian, like it's, you know, I like to sneak. I know you, before we went live, you talked about me kind of hustling and bustling and kind of keeping my head down when I'm there. But there are moments where I'll sneak out there and and just have a beer at the bar and like you know I'll get talking to somebody and you know eventually I'll probably say that I'm the asshole in the comrade hat there. Um, <laughs> there, it's definitely a welcoming area. You know, it's I look at Braintree and I, I hope nobody from Braintree. City Hall watches this. Braintree to me was always kind of like a corporate town. You know, you got the mall. Yeah. You always have like big box stores at Grossman Drive. And that's definitely changing. You know, you have a lot of great restaurants that have opened in Braintree. And hopefully we're kind of part of this re, uh, renaissance in, in Braintree. That's happening in a lot of towns. It's not like it's, it's not just individually happening in Braintree, but there's people who want more. And Brett, you and I have talked about this that, you know, we grew up with parents that liked Wonder Bread and McDonald's and Pepsi and people in our age, you know, want to support local. They want to have fresh, they want to have products made by people they care about, whether it be their beer, their bread, their whatever. I think people respond pretty well to, uh, we make our money locally. We spend our money locally and we bring a lot of people in that, I think have that same mindset for sure. 
No, that's you a, know, I, I, you, we mentioned Anheuser twice in this in this first session, and I've, I I got the shakes because I don't even like to even hear that, and I get what they've done, but I I just give my money to the locals. I craft beer scene, I give it to you know you guys, I give it to other folks on the South Shore. I just think it's when you get that quality, it's it's worth it. You know, and, and I enjoy it. And I think it's just uh, you guys are busting your ass and you deserve it. So, yeah, I mean, we're in uh, situations like that, especially when I, you know, I just added 90 barrels of fermentation space and there's pressure to sell to people Woo! that we've never really even considered selling to. Right. Like, but like, I'd still rather make sure uh, K gets their allotment and down in Braintree at K's cans. Like th- those are the people I care about. Those are my neighbors. And yeah, and I think that goes back to like why there's not like this super competitive, difficult relationships between mm-hmm. these South Shore breweries. Like, damn it! Like, there's so much. There's so many people that care about craft beer. I mean, you guys are a case in point of it, right? So there's there's room for Kenny. There's room for Kyle. There's room for me, and there's room for all these other guys. And if we can be stronger together, why not be? Yeah. Great points. Great points. So, so uh, Brian, you know, was was eager to talk about the the new system, right? Yeah. So let's 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 talk about that for a second. So you and then Kenny mentioned this when we had him on uh, a little while ago about Second Wind is using your they you sold your older system to them. Yeah, they're using or, their system, which is yeah. So uh, tell us about uh, that and the transition and how that all how that all worked. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, this isn't going to be news for Brett or it wouldn't make sure there's three partners is myself, Colin and Bud, who I mentioned. Bud is a lifelong entrepreneur, self-made amazing man. guy. Amazing um, guy. Absolutely amazing guy. And he can be difficult. He can be uh, He's old school, baby. He's old school man. Uh, <laughs> he can be tough on me and I, like he is super tough on me and I love it. Like it just makes us you know, him and I are the same. Uh, you know, we wake up at five thirty and get there, and you know, like we're the first ones in, and we're the first or the last ones there. Like, I can't outwork him; he can't outwork me. But he has so much more experience than I have. So if I didn't listen to him, I'd be being a fool. So when the time came, and we were, you know, every week, oh shit, we just don't have enough beer, or you know, we started adding these fifteen barrel tanks, and I was working seventeen hour days to fill those tanks he sees that and immediately goes we need to change it up and i don't want to change it up i'm happy with our product i know how to do it on this system but he pushed me forward to you know i thought we we're gonna to have to build a new building or buy, you know, buy a building or build a new building if we wanted it. and he kind of laid out this plan of a guy who knows nothing about beer he knows how to build breweries no, he knows about beer, but like at the, the at this point, okay, I what are you gonna fucking do? What are you gonna fucking do? Keep working seventy nine fucking days. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna? I, do? I had that conversation this morning, bro. <laughs> no, he's 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 brilliant, um, and he's he's been around the way. He's twice as old as any of us. He's he's been around the way. Yeah, yeah he's cool. he's he's seen nineteen eighty seven. He's 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 lived through two thousand. He's lived through two thousand eight. This man keeps coming up. I mean, it's important to listen to a guy like him. So, you know, so we transitioned. We didn't just transition brew house. We changed from steam, uh, from direct fire to steam. That We changed our HLT. We moved every single tank in the brewery. We rebuilt our whole glycol system and upgraded our glycol system. And we did this all while still 
being open every day or five days a week, uh, still sending some beer out for distribution, you know, all this, well, basically building a whole new brewery on top of itself. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty, uh, crazy ride there for a while. And we were hoping to just kind of ease into 2020 <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and to some aspects we have, but, uh, it's definitely, you know, there's nobody, you know, go, no, I'm just going to say, I, I never noticed a drop off. I, I, I would never would have known that. Right. Did you know that Brian? <laughs> I mean, not that like they were I switching, earlier, Like I said earlier, it's pretty crazy. That, I would think, I would think you would see drop off. Yeah. And I know brewers are in, and Ryan, you can probably confirm this. You were probably very anxious and very nervous about doing that. And you mentioned, you know you're making good beer you know you know that system so you probably had some reservations about doing it and i said it earlier to me there was two turning points in widowmaker and one was that you know after that one year anniversary kind of you know obviously it's a wider you know time from frame but and then when the, the new system like I, every beer you've cranked out on this new system i just think is is better than the one that you've brewed on the old system and and it just is. I I, I had a conversation today, I, you know, I'm like you, not with brewers, but I'm in a daily group text and my buddy Jeff sends me a picture of Blue Comet and he says, this is the best Blue Comet I've ever had. And he may not have had it for a while, but it's on the new system. So I know there's a difference there. Um, and he's, you know, he's a craft by craft beer guy. So yeah, he knows this stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, I know how nerve wracking that must have been, but uh, it, it's 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 pain. It, it's working, dude. It's working. Yeah, I mean, well, we got, you know, we got to a point where, like, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm one of three of the owners. I'm the only one who has a full-time job at Widowmaker. And so I had to kind of put my reservations aside and, you know, hopefully mm. this makes uh, Widowmaker more advantageous, more profitable, more everything. But, you know, really, I'd love to see my, my partners get a weekly paycheck like I do at some point. Yeah. Well, kudos to you on, on that and that big change, because I, I can't imagine it was it was it was easy. So you lay in the foundation. I mean, when restaurants reopen, you're going to you know, it's it's just I know that a lot of money's coming in, but maybe it's it's not it's not it can't be as uh, profitable as when the tap room and the restaurants were open. It just can't be, even though revenue is increasing, it can't be. But it's at the same time. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, you know, when you're because more and more people are drinking Widowmaker, and more and more people are being impressed by Widowmaker beer they've already drank before, you're laying the found. You don't even need me to tell you this, but you're laying the foundation for Colin Foley's eventual liberation from his full time job. For instance, hmm. you know. But uh, sure. you know, you absolutely are. And Colin Foley. Let's let's also be clear. He's a great guy too. Uh, the third right. partner in this, he's a fucking great guy. Great fucking guy. Love yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I think like the smart with money too. Yeah, he, that's, mm. He's good there. You need that. <laughs> yeah, you need that. Um, great fucking guy. But no, we've we've been able to not to change topics here, but the the whole COVID thing is you know made us pivot our our uh, spot. So like you know, it's different how we get to our our, our nut, but uh, it's been. Really great how supportive the South Shore's been, Braintree's been. You know, every Wednesday, Wednesday's the new Sunday or Saturday for us. I mean, we're we're opening with <laughs> right on, baby. 300, 
350 <laughs> pre-orders on every yeah, I Wednesday. Did, I did oh, shit. I didn't notice that. All of a sudden, Wednesdays are the big day for Widowmaker. I didn't notice that. And, like, you know, like, I think there's been everybody, every brewery, every business, not just breweries, has had to pivot and, you know, where we were holding on to a certain, you know, having a Saturday release every week and holding on to something we might have packaged during the week. Now it's just like, fuck it. Let's get it out there. Give everybody an opportunity to get it and, who knows what we'll do when we open up, you know, back to normal. Yeah. I know in my life, every day seems the same, uh, you know, there's no, there's no weekends anymore. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> everything's a shit show. So. Right. You know. and, and that's a good seg- segue. And, and, and to our, and maybe we'll pick that up in, uh, in um, episode two here is, uh, you know, the times we're in and, and COVID and what you guys have done and your, your contributions to, the scene and in, in, in South Shore and hotel worker, uh, you know, restaurant workers and stuff like that. So, yeah, like there's been a lot of adjustments, a lot of changes, and um, I don't think this is uh, just a, a point on brewers. I think it's a point on anybody who's successful in work. Like, if you're not able to pivot, you're not able to change. You're already dead. So. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that with Kyle. Like, if if for any business, if if you were a strong, solid business going into this, you're going to be okay. If you were struggling in any way, no matter what you're doing, this is this could kill you, right? It's it's yeah. brutal. So, I mean, I look at like a, a brewery, like you know, you had Kenny on here, like good on them, like that they they're working harder than anybody, and that's based on like you know their current situation. They don't have a, a canning line. They it takes them a half hour to put a case together where, you know, every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at the end of it, we have 500 to 600 cases right now. Like, yeah, you know, and I, and I can just, you know, yell over to the other side of the room and make sure it's all going well, where Kenny you know, has to fill these things. So like, yeah, they're, they're selling everything. It's, it's yeah, they're, cool. They're, they're selling out. And, and I think I, I saw on, on Twitter that he was actually like, like, Oh, we're going to be canning all night. To yeah. get ready and they're like, oh, well, that, God that bless you guys. About, that talks about the South Shore. You know, they have a following, and, and it's that Plymouth area, and, and they're dedicated, and they're gonna do everything they can to to make it right for them. So it's, I'm, I'm taking a I'm taking a ride down to Second Wind tomorrow. I put my order in tonight, and I'm going down there for pickup six thirty. So awesome. Thanks for listening to part two of four with Ryan Lavery. Thanks to Ryan for joining us and uh, explaining what Widowmaker is all about. In part three, we're going to get into what he likes to brew. Hint, hint, it's the lagers. The COVID adjustment, we'll talk about that some more. The all-together brewing movement and some of the work that they've done as part of the effort to assist other people with this whole thing we're dealing with. Uh, How craft breweries are not profit driven and beer karma, things like that, and why we all need a Brett. So I don't know, that's uh that's must listen podcasting stuff right there. So stay tuned for episode three. That'll be coming out real soon. All right, cheers. Mm-hmm.